0: Good evening, this is Grace and Faith Fellowship coming to you with our Saturday night message. Thank you for tuning in with us on this another uh, installment of I Surrender All. We've been talking about I Surrender All. Talking about surrendering all to God. Now it's gonna take you your whole life to do that. But are you willing to, or are you committed to Surrendering your all to God. Okay, I surrender all. And once again, we do have an app. You can download it on your iPhone or your Android. Just put in Grace and Faith Fellowship, and you can download these messages at your convenience and listen to them over and over again. But we want to continue. I surrender all. And tonight we're talking about, I Lord, I will give what you want me to give now this is a very touchy subject about giving because most time we start talking about money then people begin to say whoa there we go you know the the preacher is talking about money and all the church wants is your money and i'm pretty sure and i want to you've experienced maybe you've experienced um been a part of ministry where that's all they wanted was your money? And a lot of attention was put on money and you felt like they were more interested in your money than you. And so and there are ministries that do that. And on behalf of, you know, as a born again believer and Christian, you know, pastors or preachers who have done that, you know, I apologize. Um It happens. It's in the body of Christ. Unfortunately, we do have people who have taken advantage of people through giving. And so and this is nothing new because it was way back in Jesus time. Jesus dealt with it. And so I pray that you don't turn me off because we're talking about money. But the Bible talks about money more than anything, really. And so we're going to get into that tonight. But understand that giving is a part of your salvation okay one of the, the songs that i grew up with i surrender all one of the verses says all all to jesus i surrender lord to you I freely all to you i freely give okay so it says all to you i freely give so it's talking about surrendering your life in your giving Okay, in your giving. And so, and understand, that we're not just about, God is not after your money because He owns everything. So, you need to ask yourself the question, why do God want me to give? What is the purpose of me giving? And I'll say this, you know, if the Bible says about we should be a cheerful giver, okay, a cheerful. So, if you can't give cheerfully, then you shouldn't give. If you give out of necessity or because you're just trying to get something from God or you feel, give out of guilt or condemnation, all of those motives are wrong. Okay. Therefore, you should not give. Okay. The only motivation for giving to God is love. So we are gonna get into this tonight. And like I said, I pray that you don't turn me off. Pray that you would just listen carefully as we get into the scriptures and explain to you what is, how surrendering all to God requires. It is also the area of giving. And so here's the thing. So God's loved the world so much that he gave his only son for our salvation. Giving is in the very core of the heart of god for his people okay god's love is so intertwined with giving that it's impossible to think of one without the other following jesus will bring us to a place of giving well we never experienced before so we see we see this script we know john 3 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him shall not perish, but shall have have a blessing. So it says, for God's son that he gave. So where did the idea of giving come from? It came from God. Okay, it didn't come from man. Now man may have perverted it, but the idea of giving came from God. It is at the very core of who God is, giving. He gave us his son, okay? Okay. He gave us all he had. He gave us his most precious gift, his son, paid for our sins. So that's at the very core, at the heart of God, is giving. So And it's intertwined with God. So you cannot talk about God without talk about giving. Because that's how much they are so connected, is that God and giving go hand in hand. So, when it comes to you giving, it's a reflex. It's just an instinct that, you know, when I think about what God has done for me, man, I can't do but give. And we're talking about money. You know, that's not the only thing, but today, for this particular lesson, we're talking about money. You're going to give of your resources, which is money. Okay. So, Following Jesus of the world, when you follow him, when you surrender your life to him, it will, it will take you to a place of giving where you have never experienced before. And that's my prayer for you tonight. Like, to to allow this message when you surrender God, God will take you to a place of giving where you have never experienced before. Okay. And that's what we, we try, and we challenge you tonight. Jesus was well aware of the magnetic pool of money he and had a rational message for us so we're gonna read here matthew 16 24 this is what it says it says no one can serve two masters for he either hates the one and loves the other or he would devote to one and despise the other you cannot serve god and money so we see here, Jesus, money can become your master. He says, the, the King James said, you cannot serve God and mammon. Now, what mammon is, the mammon is the spirit that's behind money. It is a spirit. Now, mammon says, you don't need God. All you need is money. That's what Mammon says. Mammon says, reject God because all you need, you don't need God. All you need is money. So it's money. So I'm not saying that money is a bad thing. Because a lot of times we quote that scripture "Well, money is the root of all. You know, it doesn't say that. It says the love of money is the root of all either. Okay. The wrong motivation of money is right. Money in the wrong hands is very destructive and very manipulative and very deceiving but money in the right hands can be a blessing can help the needy can feed the hungry so it is the spirit that's behind money that's the problem okay it's not money so god don't have it okay god don't mind you having money he just might mind- it is that you just can't serve money money should not take the place of god so we see here in the scripture, money has the potential of taking the place of God. Jesus understood that. Okay. He understood that. So there's a magnet. He understood the magnetic pull on money. Okay. So this is why he spoke this in uh, Matthew 6, 24. He understood. So the, the quest for money is a powerful force within us and can keep us from following God fully. See, I understand there's a pull on you when you don't have enough, when you see things, and money will have a, a, a it's a powerful force, and it will keep you from serving God fully. This it will keep you from completely surrendering to God. Your wallet, you know. Sometimes maybe it's you. We will give God everything except our wallet. Okay and so people said well you know what all the church do is want your money and all that preach one on one is your money and you know and maybe you are that person you left the church and i'm not saying that hey that you should give to any ministry or any any pastor when you when all that when you understand that that's their motivation and i'm not encouraging you to do that and there's times where i found that the ministry wasn't um doing right by the finances, so and I left. But I, one thing I did not do is I didn't stop giving. I just found somewhere else to give. And So I, I encourage you today, maybe you've been a part of a ministry that abused you financially, and you didn't feel um, like they were really concerned about you. And so therefore you stopped giving. I encourage you tonight to start by giving to God. Ask the Lord what he actually gave and where to give it to, you know, so that you, you know, bless because giving is the core of who God is. And it should be, and if we're like Jesus, it should be the core of who we are giving of our finances and being a blessing to the body of Christ. Cause you have to understand the body of Christ, you know, in order for us to express the gospel around the world, we need finances. We need finances to do that. And God says, "I want when you make a declaration to God, I will give what you want me to give. Which means you're allowing the Holy Spirit. We talked about that earlier. Because you can't do this without the power of the Holy Spirit. Allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you and ask him, where do you want me to give? And how much should I give? This is what we want to ask the Holy Spirit. So money has a... A, a strong magnetic pool on us. This is why Jesus spoke description. He understands the, the, the force, the powerful force money can have on us. And we don't want money to stop us from fully serving God. So here's the question tonight. Here's the question. How can we overcome such a strong pool? Because we understand that the quest for money is a powerful force within us and can keep us from following God, from following God fully. So here's the thing. So how can I overcome this by money? Well, it comes about through giving it away. Now I know that just messes somebody else. Say, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean tell me I overcome the powerful money by giving it away? Yeah. You overcome by giving away. And like other aspects of this prayer, it is ultimately a heart issue. So here's the thing. Giving at the core is a heart issue. That's the bottom line. It's about you wanting to give. It's a heart issue. You know, you've got to want to give because you love God. And I know we've been taught and I know taught down through the years that um, you know where yeah have you give what the scripture says, give and, and shall be given to you pressed down, shaken running over shall God given to your bosom. That's in the words in one of the gospels. okay And we've been trained to well to, I'm given to get. And though the Bible does teach that if you give, God will bless you. He will give you material things. That's part of that. That is, that is inclusive of it. But you should just give just to get. Because what's going to happen is when you don't get what you want, when you want in a time frame and how you want it, then you're going to stop giving. Because why are your motivation wrong? its is it is, it is says say, it is ultimately a heart issue, and when you love God, you give it away. So I'm not just giving to get; I get to give. Okay, because I just love God, I get to give. I get to be a blessing to somebody and to the kingdom of God. I love. I'm giving because I just love God whether you pay your tithing offering or whatever, if you're just paying it just so you can, God can bless you more money so you can get more stuff. Well, your motivation is going to be wrong. Your motivation is wrong. And that should not be the core of why you're giving. You should give because then you love God. Because when we think about, we just read John 3, 16. When you think about what he has done for you, all day, the sacrifice that he paid for you, what he has done and what he continues to do for us. Even though, you know what, we don't serve him perfectly. I don't know about you. I don't do it perfectly. You don't do it perfectly. And what I think about this. And I was thinking about that, I was um, preparing this message. What if God only gave to us based on our performance, based on how well we did that day or that week? How many of us will get the blessings that we get? And the truth of the matter is, none of us. None of us. There would be probably some weeks that we would not probably get very much. Because I know you, I've had some bad weeks and had some bad days, and you know, ain't gonna continue. Why are we not perfect? So if God bless you according to how well you did, okay. Or when you felt like, uh, he blessed us when he when he felt like we did. Think about it. What, what would we get? So, but why? He, in scripture says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So even when we were sinners, he was still blessing us. We was taking advantage of him. And he never took. You never stopped eating. You never stopped. He didn't take your job or you know, take your breath away. If he took that, all of us would die. So think about it. I want you to understand. So this is how we overcome the pool, is that we give the money away. This is how we keep money from becoming our God. We give it away. Now, I'm not saying give all your money away, you know. No. As I said, you pray and ask the Holy Spirit what to give and who to give it to. So we, we are never told having money in itself is wrong or evil need to understand that tonight. Okay. It's love for money. That is the problem. So money itself is not wrong and it's not evil. It's not wrong to have money. It's not wrong to be rich. Okay. It's not wrong to have riches, but when riches have you, that is a problem when it's the love for the money, but everything, we have actually belongs to God. Okay, I want you to grab hold of that concept, right? Here. Understand what I just said. If you would embrace that, I believe that would change the way you're giving. As I said earlier, I believe that would allow you to experience God in giving through a whole new another level. If you understand, you know what? Everything I have belongs to Him. And we and we have been given a short Term management for His Kingdom assets. We are called to invest in those things that honor His name. So we've been getting a short time here on Earth. God have given you, you know, uh, resources to manage. He said, "I want you to invest. I want you to invest it in those things that honor His name." So your our job, your job and my job. Is to find those things that honor his name. So giving honors God when you're giving it to the kingdom and the things of God. So nothing I have is really mine to just do with whatever I want. Okay. So when you understand that everything that I have belongs to God, then that puts you in a mindset where I just can't do. With what I have, whatever I want to do with it. Okay, good. Why? Because it doesn't belong to me. I've been been called to be a steward of what He's given me, my finances, to be a good steward, to be a blessing to the kingdom, to the body of Christ, or to whoever God leads me to bless. This is so it's not mine. So I can't just do whatever I want. So when you have that understanding, when you have that concept in mind. Then you're going to say, Lord, then you're going to pray the prayer. Lord, I will, I will give whatever you want me to give because it's not mine. I thank you for blessing and giving it to me. But God, guess what? You asked me to give a portion of it back to you. So God, I'm giving a portion of you back to you to be a blessing to the body of Christ, to the kingdom, so that the kingdom may flourish, may be successful here on earth your finances and so let's read um my script second scripture for tonight uh, matthews chapter six verses one through four and reading from the new living trend it says watch out don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others for you will lose your reward from the Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, listen to what it says, do not do as the hypocrite student. And this is what hypocrite tells you, blowing tr- trumpets in the synagogue in the streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the rewards that they will get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gift in private, and the Father, who sees everything, will reward you openly. So it's saying here it's talking about giving. what he's talking, about. and it tells us how to give. It says when you give, don't blow the horn. In other words, don't you ain't got to go around telling everybody what you did and how much you gave. God says that's not what you. He said because if you do that, he says he called that. He said that's what hypocrites do that's what hypocrites do they are very loud and very publicly telling everybody go around telling about what they did how much they gave how there was a blessing to this particular person this particular organization and he says no you I don't want you to do that he's basically saying when when the scripture says don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing he says I don't want you to go around telling everybody sticking your chest out bragging about how much you gave he said, I don't want you to do that. That's not you. He says hey. he says, give your gifts in private, and God will bless you openly. God will reward you. So this is how we give. When you surrender to God, He tells us here in this scripture how to do it. He said, when you do do good deeds publicly, don't do it as to be admired by others. Don't do it to try to get attention. You know, Nobody even you know how much you gave. Okay. Ask the Holy Spirit what to give. And that's between you and him. And the person or the organization, whoever, tell you, God, that's between y'all too. Okay. So this is how he's telling us. So we, we're talking about surrendering us to God in our giving. Lord, what do you want me to give? Our Lord, I will give what you want me to give. One of the lessons for Israel was... They wandered in the desert for 40 years. Wandering in that for 40 years was that God was true to his promise to provide daily bread from heaven. Jesus asked us to pray for our daily bread. God is watching out and taking care of his people. He wants us to experience his loving provision each day of our lives. This experience can help us joyfully give to him and others what he wants us to give, not just our money, but our lives. So we talked about yeah, here He was talking about how he, how he took care of Israel. He provided for them. So understand this. When you give to God, he's going to make sure you're taken care of. God took care of his, Israel in the wilderness for 40 years. The Bible said their clothes didn't wear out, the shoes didn't wear out. They had plenty to eat, plenty to drink. This is a promise. Then we get the same promise. Okay. It says, the scripture says, God shall supply all our needs according to the written glory by Christ Jesus. So this, it is a promise. It's not only a promise for them, but it's a promise for us today. He says, hey, we give us our daily bread. He will give you. Everything you need for that day, okay. He's watching out for us, and 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 we and because he watches out for us, he wants to take care of people also. God wants, he says he God wants to experience this loving provision, he wants to experience, it. and then when we experience this loving for him, this, this experience will help us joyfully give to him and what we. And what he wants us to give. Not just money, but our lives. So not only do you give your finances, but your life. Because why? Because your finances are part of your life. So when you give your finances, you are giving of part of your life. Because you your money when you go work for it, that's part of who you are. You work for that. And so God wants experience the wonderful experience of giving to him. He blesses us. He provided us. He takes care of us because that's what he promised. He would do for you and me. He promised he would do it. So you have to understand that when you make your declaration, Lord, I give what you want me to give, understand. He's going to take care of you. Now, if you don't believe that, then that's probably why you're not giving that's probably why you're not giving. Because there's fear. And you know, if there's fear, then you can't have faith. But the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. When you know that God loves you, then He's gonna take care of you. You're just like when I was growing up, and maybe you, you're in your case, you didn't worry about your father taking care of you you believe he will take care of you, you believe when you open that refrigerator, there was gonna be something there to eat you know what about it. you trusted that him trusted him to take care of you same thing here trust that your heavenly father will take care of Provide every need you meet and then guess what he's going to bless you to meet the needs of others also so when we when we God gives to us to take care of us then God says hey you can go a little further. You're going to be a blessing to other people. So listen to what, what Proverbs 19 and 17 says. And this reading from New Living Translation says, if you help the poor, guess what? You are lending to God and he will repay you. That's power of scripture right there. That is a promise here. Proverbs 19 7 says, if you help the poor, okay, you are lending to God. That's what you're doing. So these are the things we need to keep in mind when you're giving to a ministry who is maybe helping the poor. You, you're lending to God and he says that he will repay you. This is the promise. God will repay you. Make sure that you're taken care of. So here's the thing. How how do we get to that place? I want to read um, Romans and this is very to so me, Romans 12, 1 and 2. And I'm going to read it from the Amplified version tonight. 1 and 2. Because how you said, how can I get to this place while I surrender to God my finances? Well, here's what it says I appeal to you. This is Paul talking, reading from the uh, Amplified version, Amplified classic, classic. I appeal to you, therefore, brother, and beg you. In view of all the mercy of God, to make a decisive ded- dedication of your body, present all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Here's what the two says. It says, do not be conformed to this world, this age fashioned after and adapted to external superficial customs. But be transformed, change by the entire renewing of your mind and by its new ideas and its new attitude so that you may prove for yourselves that what that is good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. So when it comes to surrendering to God, your finances, when you make a declaration that says, Lord, I'm gonna give what you want me to give. This is what you're gonna have to do. I'm just gonna focus on number two. It says you gotta be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It says, be not conformed to this world. Now we know the world, what is the world idea of giving? Well, I'm gonna give you give to me. Well, you know what? If I feel like I should give, then I'm gonna give you the world is greedy, the world is selfish, and the world attitude is hate. I'm gonna get mine, you get yours. I'm not giving anybody else. I ain't worried about them. I'm just focused on myself. And we know we serve a God as not selfish. Because we like it says, we just we read earlier John 3.16. God also loved what he gave. And guess what? Think about it. God gave to the world, not knowing if they were gonna give back to him. But he still gave. Okay. He's still gay. So you have to be transformed by the renewing mind. It says here be transformed, changed by the entire renewing of your mind. It says by its new ideas and its new attitude. So you got to get a new attitude toward money. You have to get the idea and the attitude that that God has towards money, so the same attitude God has towards money, toward giving, you gotta adapt that, be transformed, have a mindset with the same attitude. Because until you your mind is changed about giving, then you're never going to give. You're never going to surrender. You're all them. And I said, I understand that you've been hurt. I know i you that you know what. All the church want is your money. And you know what? I'm not going to minimize your pain. I won't do that. But I want to maximize God. But here's what I want you to understand. You you don't want to put every church, every ministry in that same category because you was hurt by one ministry. Or you may have saw something on TV that you didn't like. No, don't don't get it because there's always going to be ministries out there. Unfortunately there are, but if you allow the Holy Spirit, I believe, if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and as to where to give and what to give, you always come out on top, but you got to change your attitude toward it. It says, so you can make prove for yourselves, not prove to anybody else. Prove for yourself what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It says, even the thing which is good, and acceptable, and perfect in his sight for you. Because he says, hey, don't be conformed to the world. Don't it says, don't adapt to its external, you no know, it says superficial customs. Because if, if you have the mind, world mindset when it comes to giving, this one is gonna be superficial, it's gonna be external. It's going to be, you know, phony. It's going to, you're not going to give because you're worried about somebody taking advantage of you. And we just read the promises. God says, hey, if you give to the poor, it's like lending to him. He said, I'll reward you. I'll make sure you're taken care of. I will make sure, I will show you where to give your finances so that you can be a blessing. a promise and once again we're not not we're not after your money giving it is part of the very core as i said of god and has become a very core of you giving your money away keeps you from worshiping money why because you said god i trust god to take care of me even though i'm giving my money away I trust God to even give me more than what I'm giving away. You trust God on that. And once again, I I encourage don't don't give with the wrong motive. This is not what we have to. We're not after even tonight, because I'm speaking. I'm not after your money. I'm after your heart, because that's the same thing God is after. He's after your heart. He's not after your money, because God doesn't need anything. And as we said before in this message, God already owns everything. Okay, so he doesn't need your money, but he's after your heart. The scripture even says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Okay, so if God has your heart, then he's gonna have your treasure, your finances. If the world has your heart, then they're going to get your finances and you're not going to get them. But generous giving flows from a generous heart of gratitude to God. I want you to take some time to consider a call or a person that God is putting on your heart to help financially or with your time. So generous giving flows from a generous heart of gratitude to God. So that's where generous giving comes from. A generous heart of attitude for God, of gratitude for God. So once again, he's after your heart. We're after your heart, not after your money. Because we've, if God gets your heart, he's going to get your money. He's not only going to get your money, he's going to get your time, your talent, and everything's going to come along with it. But that is my prayer for you tonight, for you to declare that, hey, you know what, Lord, I will give what you want me to give because of all that you do for me. What I have belongs to you anyway. So, God, I'm going to give a portion of it back to you because you've been so good to me. I can't help but give to God. Because when I think about all my life and and there was a time I struggled financially, but I kept on giving because I believe, and, and there was a time when we were wrong, I gave it the wrong motive. I gave tithing offering, you know, just to get something from God, just to give, you know, I've given to many. you know, thinking that, Hey, they told you, know, you give, you're going to get back. And so that was my only motivation. And a lot of times I was disappointed because, you know, I was expecting, You know, the financial blessing to come in a certain time, you know, in a certain time frame and a certain amount. And you know what? It didn't go well. I did. And so disappointed. But when I began to say, you know what? I'm just going to give because I love God. When I think about all that he's done for me, all that he continues to do for me. You know what? And I, I remember somebody wrote a song years ago. I can't remember her name. But well, she had a song, she says, Lord, if, if you don't do nothing else for me, you've already done enough. <laughs> That's the attitude that you got to have. If God don't do anything else for us, if he don't bless us with another blessing, he's already done enough for us in my lifetime and your lifetime. Because if you begin to think about all that he'd done for you, even when you wasn't good enough or you wasn't doing all you supposed to do and even when you was a sinner, he was blessing you. When you think about that, man, giving becomes a reflex, it's an instinct. It's just you know what I got to give. I can't help but give. he's been too good to me. Not for me not to give anything back to him, because that's the kind of God we serve. That He gonna give, even if we don't give back to Him. Even if He doesn't receive anything from us, because sometimes we've been taught, "Well, God's an Indian giver." No, He's not. He God. But Indian giver is a person. Who gives something then when they feel like you ain't doing nothing, what you supposed to do, they take it back. Well, I'm gonna give you the gift, but you know what? I don't like how you're doing it, or you just I'm gonna take it back. No, God's not like that. When God gives something, he gives it. And the Bible even says the gifts of God are are given without repentance, meaning that he don't regret why he gave it. Think about, think about if God regretted giving his son to us. Now you think about it, he could, he could, <laughs> because all I don't know about you and me, I ain't always treating him right, I don't always do everything right, okay, and what if he regretted that, and said, you know what, guess what, I'm taking my grace back, that's scary to me, for so God to take his grace from me, based on my performance, But guess what? He freely gave it to us. He freely gave it to us, hoping that we will give back to him in return. Let me pray. Father God, in the name of you, I pray for any person who listens to my voice right now. I speak to that person who has been hurt, you know, by ministry or by a particular person that have hurt them in their giving, they were betrayed, Uh, they were deceived. But God, I pray that you will heal that hurt right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will give them a new attitude about giving their finances. I thank you, God, that their mind is being transformed to line up with your word, to think about giving the way you think about giving. And begin to sow into the body of Christ. And God, I pray, Holy Spirit, lead them to a place to where they can give to your kingdom, that the kingdom may advance in these times. God, I pray you pray, speak to them to what to give in this time so that there could be a blessing to the body of Christ. Pray for that the whatever ministry needed, that they needed to help. Build the kingdom to reach lost souls for Christ, to feed the hungry, to close the naked, to give to that person who needs a drink. Supply the needs of the poor. Be it that where they will be, it, that money will go to missions and things around the world that people need, that most of all people will see you and that God, you become magnified. In the eyes of everyone that see that person giving. And God, I give you glory and honor and praise. I thank you for touching that person right now. Turn them around, turn their life around. And for this, I give you praise and in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. Once again, I thank you for listening. I pray that you will, that this message was a blessing to you. I pray that you will share it with somebody who needs to hear this. You know, that God may speak Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will speak to them and change their mind about giving. And they will be declared, just like we're declaring tonight, that, Lord, I will give what you want me to give. Once again, we'll see you again next week as we continue down this road of I Surrender Hall. Thank you for listening, my life.